Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. Today we continue our series on kingdom government. Kingdom government is about God's order, God's way of doing things. Let me start by saying that every government all over the world throughout the ages have an agenda. Some of them are not so nice. You don't always know the agenda. They don't always magnify the true agenda before the people. All they're asking for you to do is to give them power and they will execute their agenda. Well, uh, let me bring you up to speed that the kingdom government also has an agenda. It's something that is common among governments. So the kingdom government has an agenda. And he's saying, give me power in your life. Give me the authority in your life and allow me to execute my agenda in your life. We have been having, for some people, the agenda of all kinds of people and systems being executed in our lives. Sometimes to our parents. Your mother wants you to be a doctor, but that's not what you want to be, or God wants you to be, and so your father wants you to be this, and the family wants you to be this, and all kinds of people, instead of paying attention to their own lives, they have agenda for your life. To the point that sometimes it seems like you have no control over your life. But I believe we have come to a place and it is time that you give the kingdom government authority in your life so that the agenda of God, which is best for your life, can be executed in your life. So that you can, can start feeling fulfilled again. That you can start enjoying your life again. That you can wake up in the morning wanting the week, wanting the day, wanting uh, the months ahead because you are motivated by something that you're wired for. You cannot afford to spend the rest of your life doing things that you're not wired for. You will short circuit. The kingdom government wants to execute the plan that you were originally created for. So that you can become all that God wants you to be. And let's start out this morning reading again from Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah 
we're going to read verse 6. <coughs> that verse that was <coughs> read by the youngsters earlier. So, verse 6, Isaiah 9. For unto us a child is born. What version is this we have on screen? No, I'm just, I just want to know what version is. New Living Translation. Okay. Why did you change it? I'm just asking what version. I wanted to be aware of the version I'm working with. All right, we have King James now. For unto us a child is born. Of course, you and I very well know that's talking about Jesus. So, the child is Jesus that Mary gave birth to. Second line, unto us a son is given. So the son is Christ. That's the person that was with Jesus and is still with Jesus, but left heaven and came to earth to tabernacle with Jesus. So you get Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is a combination of what Mary gave birth to and who came from heaven to execute God's will on our behalf. So unto us, Jesus was born. Unto us, Christ was given. We get Jesus Christ. And this is the part we really want to get to. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. All right? And the government will be upon his shoulder. The words are intentional there. It didn't say a government shall be upon his shoulder. Or governments shall be upon his shoulder, as some people um, have preached it many years to say, oh, the governments of the world are all on his shoulder. That's not what it is saying. It didn't say the government. It didn't say a government. It said the government. It's speaking to a specific government. Jesus, God knew what he wanted to send with Jesus to earth. And he was very specific about it. The government. Which government is that? The kingdom government. We'll prove it a little later. The government shall be upon his shoulder or the rule of God. The way that God executes things. You heard it straight in the path earlier. The government, the rule of God will be upon his shoulder. Shoulder speak to responsibility. So Jesus had the responsibility of executing the kingdom government of reintroducing the kingdom government to man. So that's what Isaiah was prophesying over 3,200 years after Adam, after man was kicked out of Eden. It's about 740 years before Messiah came. And he was very clear. 
prophesied. They said Isaiah was the evangelical prophet. He had the clearest and fullest account of the coming Messiah. He prophesied unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And let's read the next verse. Of the increase of his government. You realize that? That his is capitalized? That word his starts with a capital H. So it's not talking about any regular government. He's talking about God's government. Of, he, of the increase of his government. That's the government we're talking about. Of the increase of his government and peace. There will be no end. We know that no other government carries those criteria. We know that for about 18 years the JLP government was not in power and we don't know how much longer they're going to be in power. We don't know if the PNP come back. So it's not talking about those kind of governments because they could be in and out any day. It's not talking about the Democrats and the Republicans. You know how a good friend over there is in a little trouble now. So it's 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 not take your mind off those kind of government, world government, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Now this reminds me of something in Matthew when Jesus was teaching the kingdom. When he talks about of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. It talks about how oh, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. You see, when it comes into your life, you almost don't recognize it because it's so small. But that thing keeps growing and growing and growing and swelling and increasing and expanding and you become more and more established. That's it. Of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. And so if you're locked into this government, you continue to increase and to improve your life. Of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with justice, with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. He will make it happen. Amen? Amen. So, the kingdom government is what Jesus was tasked with. So, I want you to follow me carefully. God kicked Adam and Eve out of Eden. And things started to go real messy in the earth from Adam disobeyed God. To the point that the Bible says the evil increased so much that it repented the Lord that he had made man. And it grieved him at his heart. And so, here's God 
I have to find a solution or I have to prescribe a solution for this problem. So when Isaiah prophesied, what Isaiah was saying is that when Jesus, or the purpose why Jesus is going to be born, is not really for us to be able to sing the, the carols and just feel the good feeling. It's to solve the problem. He's coming with a solution for the problem. And the solution that he brought, the solution that God gave him was the kingdom government. So, follow me carefully as we established last time. You can always tell the sickness by the solution that is prescribed. You can always tell the sickness by the solution that is prescribed. Furthermore, in this particular situation, you can tell what Adam lost by what God gave Jesus to bring to you. So that was an indication of what Adam lost. And God said to Isaiah, prophesy this. This is what is going to happen. The kingdom government. So Isaiah, according to Isaiah, Adam lost kingdom government. And Jesus came to reintroduce kingdom government or God's way of doing things. So the solution of God was sending the solution that God sent for earth's problem was the kingdom government and the Bible said of the increase of his government there will shall be no end this is like um, you know as I said the kingdom just keep growing and growing as you employ the kingdom in your life as you give God the opportunity to work in and through your life. Now, we want to take this back a little bit because we want to set the right foundation and connect it back to Genesis. So we, we're going to go into Genesis chapter 1. Remember we say, um, we're saying that Adam lost kingdom government. Let's go back to Genesis and uh, see a little bit about that. What Adam had when God created him. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Remember now that kingdom government is God's rule, God's authority. Then God said, Genesis 1, 26, Let us make man in our image. Our image, look again that word or, starts with a capital O. So that's not talking about any common O. It's talking about the council of heaven. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So image and likeness, as we all know, talks about nature and character. Let's make man with our nature and our character. So they function like us. Remember now that God is king of kings. So rulership is in him. So if we're built in his nature and his character, that means rulership is in us. 
Now, let me also point out that it says nature. That word nature, remember, God is a spirit. God is not flesh and blood. God is not of the human makeup. So it is not nature like human nature. We're talking about spirit nature here. So man was created with the spirit nature of God and with the character of God. So as God ruled heaven, man's function was to rule her. That's why man has the nature and character of God to rule because God rule heaven he wants us to rule him. Now, let them have dominion. See? Just what I'm saying. He said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion. Let them have dominion. He didn't say let us have dominion. He, he never planned to share in the dominion of earth. He put man, he intended for man to share in the dominion of earth. So look again, it says, let them, them who? Let them man have dominion on earth, not like us. That is why, while you are asking God to do something about what is happening in your sphere of influence on earth, God is saying, you do something about it. Because that's your dominion. That's like going to school and chastising the teacher. You need to do something about my son. No, you need to do something about it. It's your son. It's your daughter. So he said, let them have dominion. And I, I was stuck recently on let them have it. So you, it's yours to use. You're not borrowing dominion here from God. That's not the deal that he set up when he created man. To lend you dominion for a while. He said, let them have dominion. It's a part of your makeup, your nature and character. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Now, I want you to notice in this text, there is nowhere that God gives man dominion over another man. It's over your circumstances, over the issues of your life, the things that affect. The, the leadership, the rulership, the dominion that God has put inside of you is not to boss other people. It's not to control any, anybody else. It's to control you. Some of the people who want to control other people, people can't control themselves. He never said in the text... Let them have dominion over the other human beings, those that seem less or those that are black or white or anything like that. No. That's not the context of the dominion. So he said, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and all that kind of stuff. 
as I said, remember now that God is a spirit. So um, the, the spirit nature in him is about rulership, leadership, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the DNA of his spirit then is inside of us to execute according. So remember now that kingdom government is about God's rulership. It's about dominion. It's about God's order. So when God out of himself gave man dominion and says let them have or execute dominion that means he put kingdom government inside of man. In, in effect what we're seeing here in Genesis 1 verse 26 is that God gave Adam kingdom government. The ability to have dominion over his situation over the circumstances. Remember we said last week that the kingdom of God is about having control of your circumstances. So that's what God gave Adam in the garden. When Adam lost that dominion, there was no one on earth to exercise control over the situation that started to emerge. So when man started to build the Tower of Babel, to say we're going to reach up to heaven, there was nobody there to say, no, what are you doing? God gave us earth. We're supposed to stay on earth. What do you want to look up into heaven about? There's nobody there to exercise any dominion. And so the devil was rampant and had his way and started establishing his system and his order. And for over 3,000 years, the enemy had that free run, so to speak. So Isaiah prophesied that that is going to come to an end because I am sending, God say, I'm sending Jesus with the kingdom government so man can once again have dominion over earth. That he can return to the place that I intended for him to be. That the enemy will not continue to reign. But man will be able to walk in the purposes of God for his life. Uh, aren't you glad that you have the opportunity? Aren't you glad that you have the opportunity to speak to a thing? And it come to pass. To declare over your children and your nieces and your nephews and your brothers and sisters. God's kingdom come and God's will be done in your life. Aren't you glad that you have hope that you can run to God in times of need and declare with your tongue the word of the Lord and see your situation change? That's kingdom government. And that's what God sent for you here on earth. And 
sometimes we have the good stuff available. But for some reason we drift off with something else that is not even that important. It's like some tools or some things we have here in Jamaica and you have what they call the genuine version. But you have the knockoff version. Most times come from China. <laughs> you know that. And, and it's amazing how people would buy the knockoff version, the fake version, the Chinese version. Spend three different sets of money and buy that version. And still it don't work and they don't buy the real version that can last. And I'm saying to you, it's similar with the kingdom government because... With the kingdom government, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some sacrifice to establish kingdom government in your life. It's going to take some discipline. It's going to take some real sacrifice. But instead of making that kind of sacrifice, people are just willing to go with the knockoff version. This don't take any work. So you just go with what is available on the day and end up shortchanging yourself. But God came or sent Jesus that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That you can have the version that God intended for your life. Amen. Now, watch this. Adam was the first person tasked with kingdom government. The first person that was tasked to establish kingdom government on the earth. Adam carried that responsibility. But when he failed, that's when Jesus was tasked to carry the kingdom government. That is why Jesus was called the second, or the, sorry, the last Adam. Because the same thing that the first Adam was tasked to do is the very same thing the last Adam was tasked to do. But I, I, I mistakenly said second, but please be assured it's last because there ain't no other other Adam coming to carry out this assignment. Jesus has completed this assignment. He has restored kingdom government to us and it is up to us to stand and execute kingdom government. He's depending on us. If you don't, then you're going to be in trouble. But he is the last Adam and no other Adam is coming to ensure nothing happens as far as uh, that is concerned. But I want to take a, a moment and read from Isaiah 53 about verse 6. And I want to just show you as Isaiah continued his prophecies. Remember, he prophesied unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And here is what the kingdom government would afford us. Let's read from about, let's back up to about verse 4, please. Surely you have borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by 
his stripes we are healed. Now, that was kind of breaking it down because dominion over sickness and disease, peace of God, again, ruling your heart, dominion over sorrow and all that kind of stuff, that is the kingdom government. Remember we read in Genesis how um, God gave man dominion over the circumstances of life, not over the other human beings but over the circumstances. And here is an example that he is restoring kingdom governance because he's saying, oh, once again, your body will be in a place where you have control over it, anything comes against it. In other words, you feel something going in your body before you even run to the doctor, you can speak to that thing before you go to the doctor. That's dominion over your situation. But if you didn't even get to go this week, you can say, listen, I, I command that thing to die in the name of Jesus. We, we're even looking at C. I declare that my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and that my body responds to the word of God and by his stripes I am healed. And as you go through that over and over and you go to the doctor and the doctor says, oh, we're going to have to do a test because the devil still have to work, try and plant something in your mind. And yeah, okay, do the test. But he comes back and says, well, everything is okay. And you say, you see, sometimes we don't even understand. We say, thank God nothing was there. It's not that nothing was there. It's that you spoke to it. You see, sometimes it has to happen so clear for some people to see. The tests have to show positive for, for people to be convinced, and then the healing comes. But look, it don't have to be shown positive in my case. Because I'm already believing the report of the Lord on my situation. So I'm saying that's kingdom government, dominion over your situation. That's why Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that are lame, that labor are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Dominion over your situation. You see, your circumstances have too much control over some of our folks. It's choking you. I mean, you come home and you can't even sleep because of the circumstances of life. God is saying, cast your cares on. That's kingdom government. I've given you dominion over your circumstances. And some of you, let me encourage you, because there's some things that you've been speaking to me before a year, and it looked like it's going the opposite direction of your desire. You have to stick in there. As I said before, every government has an agenda. And not all the plans are executed in first year. So you stay with God and watch God do it. God wants to bring abundance in your life. God wants to bless you beyond you ever dream or imagine. God wants to set you up to, to impact the world with the gift and callings that are on your life. Right now, some of you, you don't even see what's going to happen because you don't even know the gift. You don't even have a passport or whatever, but that doesn't matter. God still has it on his agenda. And the day you come in agreement with God, 
it's going to start taking shape. See, the big picture that God had when he puts Adam in the garden and even before was that heaven would impact earth. That the earth would be filled with the glory of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters covers the sea. And man has a place in that. Every man that was born has a place in that to fulfill uh, that call. And God has not changed his mind about you. He's still depending on you to carry out the assignment and function that he has placed in your life. And he knows that you're well able. Even when your mind is saying that you're not able, he knows you're well able. So in Genesis chapter 21, we see where man was given dominion. Adam was put in the garden, the Bible says, to tend and to keep it or to uh, watch over it. Now, I think the King James says to dress and to keep it, Genesis 2.50. But I want you to know that that tend and keep and dress, that was not about, you know, we'd walk in the garden, you know, cutting your shrubs and all that kind of stuff. That's not what it's talking about at all. Adam was put there to execute, to establish, to watch over kingdom government, that God's order be established. That's what Adam was put there for, to ensure God's order uh, be established. He was to provide supervision and maintain King, kingdom order. So that is why when the devil came to say, uh, God said don't eat, but you should eat, it, it was a big issue because it was not just about disobeying uh, something there, about tasting something to see who was going to be wiser or it is. No, the moment that he disobeyed God and obeyed the devil, then he accepted another order into place and actually relegated kingdom or God's order to number two. He took another order, another government over God's government. And God said, no, that can't happen. It, no, in this place, no. The only order that can have any uh, place here is kingdom order. Amen. So as much as I love you, Hannah, mm -hmm. and it, as much as you're, you're my child, I created you, I have to take the tough decision. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can't stay here any longer. Some of you may have had the experience of somebody living with you for some time and you've been talking to them about some things come to a place where you have to tell them I'm sorry you have to find somewhere to live or it might be a job that you've been working 
and it comes to a place where you have to say, I'm sorry. I, I have to leave. And even if they're going to improve the salary 10 times, I cannot stay. This is going against my government. And I have to trust the Lord to work in my life. So God said, Adam, I created you with my nature and my character. I put you as head of the human race. But now with the move that you have made, I am sorry. We have to part company. Because another government is coming into the system here that's about to mess up the situation. So Eden was protected, but that government that Adam accommodated, the Bible said, that government was at work in the world system and has been at work in the world system since then. And the Bible gives us an idea of that government. Jesus spoke in John 10, 10, and he said, the thief comes to kill. And to destroy. And yes, he wants to steal your money, but it's not just money. If it was money alone, we could work with that, you know. But he wants to steal your hope. He wants to steal your destiny. He wants to steal the sanity of your mind. He wants to steal your peace. He wants to steal your family. He wants to steal everything that would ever make you something. He comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And that's the government that Jesus came to do something about. To give man dominion over their circumstances again. So let's read Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. Genesis 2, verse 15. So after Genesis 1, 26, when we see where kingdom government was given, 2, 15, then the Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep him. Next verse. And the Lord commanded man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may eat freely or freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. You'll be separated from. That word die is talking about separation from God. Man, th this is such a quality verse. We're going to read the other verse. But every time I read this verse, I cannot, I just cannot understand the one save always save doctrine. Because here, none of us could be more son of God than Adam. That, I mean, God himself created Adam. So if you're talking, we're sons of God, you know, but as far as directly the hand of God in terms of that word, Adam was that kind of son. And God said to Adam, 
it is possible for you to be separated from it if you eat. If you disobey me, you will die. What that word die mean? Separation from God. It's not talking about physical death. Because you know, Adam lived 930 years after he, after he ate the fruit. So it's not talking about physical death. It's talking about separation from God. So God said it was possible for his own son Adam to be separated from. I, we have no record of any recommitment from Adam in the Bible. don't know if that was even possible. But back to our story of kingdom government. The tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. You're going to lose the kingdom government. And you're going to, technically what God is saying, you're going to demote yourself. Why would you want to do that? Next verse. Let's, let's go on to the next verse. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable uh, to him. Uh, out of the ground, the Lord God, Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, it that was the name. So again, that's kingdom government because it is executing rule, leadership over the circumstances that are in his life or that were in his life so the animals and all of that notice that's what he's exercising dominion over and Adam gave names to all cattle and to the birds of the air and to every beast of the field but for Adam there was not found a helper uh, comparable to him so here we are in a situation where we're seeing the kingdom government uh, being executed and God gave Adam that responsibility. But as we jump into Genesis chapter 3, let's go into 3 verse 1, we see some things beginning to take shape in a different way. The serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, As God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you uh, touch it, lest you die. Let's go on. The serpent, then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. So here's the serpent beginning to undermine the kingdom government. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. 
So if God said don't touch it, don't eat of it, what I'm saying to you is that I don't care what reason somebody else is going to give you why God said it or why God meant it. At the end of the day, God said don't do it. And that's what we have to stick to. Sometimes uh, we take the counsel of man over the counsel of God. You know how many people God put things in their heart and you go share it with the wrong person and they talk you out of what God is saying? And you might not be in a formal meeting, but you go tell somebody else and they talk you out of it. But what are you talking about? So all of a sudden, four of your five best friends says no. So you go with that boat. But what you don't know is that God was setting you up as a gateway to reach their life. So you can't go for their vote. I recommend to you very highly today that you always go for God's vote above any other vote. Once God is in it, once God has given his approval, it is so. Whose report Will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. The report of the Lord stands above every other report. Now, let me close with this. I want to show you how the kingdom uh, government works. In, in, in a nutshell here. It is integrated into a system. And if at any time you don't operate according to the system then it will lock you out of the system the kingdom government is integrated into a system and if at any time you don't operate according to the system it locks you out of the system so you have most of you have a ATM card ABM whatever you call and they give you a password. And if that card is integrated into a bigger system, right. into a system. So if you go to the machine and put in the wrong password, you won't have access to the system. Although you have money in there, I don't care how much money you have in there, if you put the wrong password in there, it denies you access to the system. And if you keep putting the wrong password in there, that thing locks you out of the system. Some of us have been putting the wrong password into the kingdom system for a long time. Man, you've been doing thing your, things your own way. God says A, B, C, and you say C, B, A. God said, said east to west, and you say north to south. Because my mother used to do this, and this is how I do this, and this, and I, I, I can't do this, and all that kind of stuff. But you have been keying the wrong password into the system, and has denied yourself access to the system. So when you're supposed to get your benefits of healing and financial blessing and all that kind of stuff, you wonder why you can't get it because you've been putting the wrong password. 
I am challenging you today to get with kingdom system, to see what the word of God says about your situation and go from that perspective. Because no other system is in, integrated into the kingdom system. So no other system can give you access to the things of God. It's only the kingdom system that can enable you to have certain benefits, certain blessings in your life. Kingdom government. Oh yeah, I know we all have our allegiance to different governments and all of that in this world, but I am telling you that the government above all governments today is the kingdom government. Dominion over your life, over your circumstances, over your situation. Amen. And I've had experiences of putting in the, the wrong password. And the thing tells me if you put it, if you put in the wrong password one more time, so I have to call Daniel at that point and say, What's my password? <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't want to be locked out of the system. Aren't you tired of being locked out of God's yeah. system? Yeah. Aren't you tired of some of the things that you have to carry that is not necessary? And it's not a pleasant feeling when you drive to the drive-through ATM. And you're there and they're blowing behind you. Man, the thing spits out your card again, and you you need the money to go pay people because they're waiting on you. You're like, oh Lord, and you put it one more time, and it spits it out. You locked out the, the system. Right? Guess what? I have news for you. There's some people behind you in the realm of the spirit that's blowing. Yeah. They, they 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 need some stuff, and you're holding up the way. God is saying, move up. But what you are going to get, they are also going to feed on. But you have to keep on moving. Let's not be an hindrance in any way to uh, the progress of the kingdom of God. Let's set 2020 as a time when we ensure that we're not standing in the way, that we're not locked out of the system, that we are not denied access to the kingdom system that is intended to make our lives better. Because any other system that you're employing in and around your life has no good intentions as a kingdom system. I mean, if you can get, if you're a teacher and you can get a teaching job, job from nine to twelve, that pays you two hundred thousand dollars a month, and you are going to get another, and, and there's an option of another job of nine to four, and you get a hundred and forty thousand dollars for that one for the month. It's no brainer. Which one are you going to choose? 
I mean, God would have to speak and say, don't go there. But naturally, you look into where the better benefits are in that regard. I mean, I go home at 12, I leave work at 12, and I have the rest of the day, and I get more money than if I stay on the floor. You think I love work that much? <laughs> you go for what the kingdom system says. The kingdom system offers you better than you would ever imagine. There is no system that compares to the kingdom system. That's why God said, said to, to Jeremiah, I, 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 I know you from you were in your mother's womb. And I, I designed a pathway for you a long, long time ago. Right now, what you're doing in your life, I have the path planned for you. Yes. But it's just that you've been putting in the wrong password. So, so your GPS is taking you that way. But God's GPS is saying, no, I'm pointing that way. Because I've got you power. I heard about this gentleman, and he had to pass a particular property to go to the church that he was pastoring. Very swampy and stinking. Nobody in their right mind wanted that kind of property. One day he went to church and told him that God said he should buy the property. So, well, well, you know, we know pastor always hear from God, but of questions this time. Yeah. And the church would not agree with him, wouldn't go. So he decided to buy the property by himself. About three months after he bought the property, the U.S. government was testing and they said that they have identified the most oil in any property of that size in the country. In that property, um, compared to any property of that size in the entire country. They said, sir, you can't have the property any longer. We're going to pay you for it. So you need to come and negotiate. I mean, he's getting maybe a 150 times what he paid for the property. He decided to go with what the Lord is saying. When last have you carried out an assignment that God gave you? Is there any time at all, was there any time in 2018 that you can remember that God spoke to you and today you can say, yes, I carried out that assignment. Or is it that your God not talking anymore? That's what kingdom government is about. You go with what the king says. He's the boss. We honor him. We give him praise. And I want to encourage you today.
wherever you wrote down the right password, go check it again. And some of you, you, some of you, you wrote down the right password in your journal when God was speaking to you. So you need to find an old journal and start reading it again as it relates to what God said to you. Because the password is in there. I want you to close your eyes and let us pray. Oh, could you stand up, everybody? Worship team, please come. Could you stand up and just close your eyes? Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless you today. Father, we worship. Father, for every system, every government that is in operation in our lives, we deny them today for the kingdom coming. God, we give you preeminence in our lives, in every situation. God, we've dabbled with the wrong password so many times. Some of us don't even realize the near-death experiences that we have had because we have locked ourselves out of the kingdom. But your mercies. We ask your forgiveness today. We honor you. We salute you, King Jesus. We ascribe greatness to our God, the Rock. We declare that you are King of Kings, Lord of Lords. We honor your majesty. His majesty. Kingdom authority. We bless you today. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and ensure you have a great day.